Hello, hola a todos. Welcome one more time to Hola Esh. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I was thinking, many players who came here, they have the same problem who was dealing with pain, dealing with some injuries. So I was looking for a guy or for a girl who could be professional and also talk about injuries or about preventions. And I found one of the best. I'm afraid to say that he's the best for me because he's my personal physio. His name is Tome Claude. A really uh, nice and a good guy. He has a lot of experience and an incredible sense of humor. He's amazing. So he will tell us a few tips that are going to help you in your career. Listen really careful to this episode because you will like it. Enjoy this one. In the beginning. Hola. What's going on? Hello. Hi. Hello. Okay, finally with us, Tom Claude. Is it right? How I pronounce it? Tom Claude? Yeah, Tom Claude. <laughs> Every time I change your, your yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, thank you for, for being here uh, with us. Uh, for me, it's a special episode in our second season. Talking about preventions, talking about injuries, talking about pain, talking about what you know is pretty important for the athletes and for normal people. Normal people, I call the people who they don't really do a sport and they are coming here just because they have some injuries, but they are not depending on the sport. So welcome in here. Hello, thank you for inviting me for that uh, poke cast. I'm uh, very excited. <laughs> My English is not the best one, but I hope that you and everyone else will understand my meanings or uh, what I wanted to mm, tell you. No worries about that. First, let's talk about yourself. Were you in the sport world? Do you play any sport? Yeah, I was playing uh, volleyball and I still play volleyball here in uh, Bertrange. Oh, yes. Nice. But before you were playing where? Now, I started playing here in Bertrange, then I were uh, playing in uh, Wallin in Belgium because I, I was studying Belgium. Then after uh, my Belgium, after my studies, I went to uh, Volley Esch. After Esch, uh, no, I was in Dikirch and then I went uh, to Esch. And then I did a small stop because of my family, because of work, because of a lot of things. And then I started again playing a second team uh, or old man's team here in uh, Bertrandsky. How was the process uh, between choosing that your career that you studied? You were playing volleyball before? or no, and then you say, okay, I'm not going to leave from volleyball, I have to study something, but why did you choose physiotherapy or kine? Yes, I finished my, uh, my uh, back, my premiere in Luxembourg, so, and I was, uh, and I asked me, what, what are my uh, patients, what, what does I want to do for the rest of my life? And there was, uh, I love playing volleyball, so sports was one domain which uh, was very interesting for me. So I decided to go to uh, Louvain-la-Neuve to uh, study uh, physiotherapy. And uh, in Belgium, in Belgium or in Luxembourg, we call it uh, kinesitherapy. So I studied uh, my uh, physiotherapy in Belgium, in uh, Louvain-la-Neuve, UCL. 
and I finished in uh, 2005 and I've done my uh, sports physiotherapy and also my manual ther uh, therapy after my uh, normal career of a physiotherapist. Were you every time aware about your passion? Or, for example, I know many kids or many guys who are choosing their career, they start to study and then they stop it. Every time you were 100% sure that you, this is what you wanted. Yes, 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 yes. When I started, uh, Doing physiotherapy, I, I knew that I want to, to finish. And when, I, when we start something, we have to finish. That's all. There was no, never a question about uh, not uh, no finishing. No, no, never know that. No, no. All right, all right. So going into your career, I think we could be here talking for, for a day long, but let's make it in sure. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the first topic that I would like to talk is how can we prevent injuries? Good, good question, good question. Injury prevention depends a lot of its sport specifics. Okay, so every sport has his uh, statistics where the biggest uh, risk of injury is. So you have to choose one sport, go to literature, take a look at the stats, and then you know that's the sport specific injuries. After you have to examine the player Every player is different, every player has a different morphology. You have to, 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 to take a look at the player, how, where are his strengths, what, how flexible, what is his range of motions. There are a few very, very, very good tests, these are called functional tests, where you can test the players and see where are their um, good, so their, 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 their weak and their, their biggest, uh, their strengths and their, their at risk uh, tests. So if it's more about the ankle or the knee, they're really, really good functional tests. It's called to test uh, players. If you know all, if you got all this information, then you have to work with this information. And the best prevention has to be active. So you have to tell the, the, um, the player, the athlete or the patient, sometimes they're also, also amateur uh, sportsmen, they have to tell them how to do the exercise, but the exercise has to do, be done actively. Often passive treatment has nothing to do with prevention. Just explain us better between active and passive. What do you mean about it? Okay, active and passive. So uh, I told you that I've done my physiotherapy in uh, Louvain-la-Neuve. After my physiotherapy, I've done a lot of, uh, few of, of small formation, we call it formation, postgraduate formation. And I've done also a bigger one that was osteopathy. And osteopathy, I started in 2008 and I finished in 2013, so it was five years. I've done it also in Belgium. And the school was called Sutherland College of Osteopathic Medicine. That's, uh, that was a well-known school at that time because they stopped giving their education. They stopped giving their education because the, the teacher who get, were giving that uh, formation at uh, SCOM, that was called, called SCOM, they were always fighting to get into a university. And the, yes, in, uh, I don't remember exactly the date, but I was, we were the last class which were formed in that school because they, um, they were integrated in uh, ULB, Université Libre de Bruxelles. And nowadays they are giving only their formation at uh, academic level at uh, Bruxelles. Well, 
that was uh, one part. But the, your question was about active and passive. Active part is when the patient is doing stuff. Passive part is when the osteopath or the manual therapist or the physiotherapist is doing some stuff. And prevention only can be active. So you need the, the patient, the person work at his, not at his own, but he has to do the job. Uh, talking about the, the functional test, uh, for example, I'm playing a basketball here and I interest about what you're talking. Can I do that by myself in the pre-season or after or during? Because for me, it caught my attention and I would say, okay, I want to come there. I want he check me and then he's going to tell me what I should do or not. Yeah, do it by yourself. Doing the functional test is difficult because that's also... Uh, because you don't know really how to analyze it, so you need a professional one who's analyzing all these tests. Uh, it can be one coach which is formed in functional tests, it can be a physiotherapist, a sports physiotherapist, or an osteopath. I don't, uh, it's not important who, but it has to be one who is really formed in that. Doing it by your own is difficult to interpret. Uh, interpret. And these tests are really, really, really fast done. And after we see where are the, your weakest points. A few years ago, the science were really interested in um, injury uh, profiling. So uh, we have that idea that we want to take an athlete to do all the tests with him and then predict, oh, he will be injured and in that knee and all that stuff. But we find out that that's not possible. That's not possible. To, and nowadays we're more speaking about injury prevention profile. So we take an athlete, we do all these tests, passive, active, functional tests, and then we can tell the people where are their worst, uh, where are their, their weakness. So if you have not enough good ankle stability and maybe your tendonitis of the, your knee come about uh, because your ankle is not stable enough or you've got not enough hip uh, movement that's why you force that's why you have more back pain and all that stuff so you get a lot of really interesting information but you have to interpret analyzes these uh, findings uh, professionally so we pass over the prevention but the injury came so this is the time when we are coming to visit you. So do you have any technique? Do you have any, of course, studies, but, and you also have a lot of experience, but can you explain us how is the process to deal with the pain physically and mentally for the athletes or for the patient generally? Speaking about mental, it's always for, for the athletes a big, 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 big uh, issue. Well, we speak about, uh, about pain. About normal uh, patients, patient is always very uh, subject uh, dependent. So it's very individual. So everybody feels his pain differently. About all the contexts, the social context, the familiar context, and all that stuff. So every, like you, you said, everyone is feeling his pain by his own, and nobody imagines himself some pain. The brain sometimes can be like an amplifier. 
So if you are, uh, if you fall in love and you are oh, when it's sunny and all that stuff, and you hit your your, your small toe at your bed, that will hurt. But if you stand up, it's rainy and you had a big, big, big problem uh, of your, your job. Or I don't know your children. They make you nervous and all that stuff, and you hurt your small toe. That uh, the pain will be even, even harder. For me, as ther uh, therapist, and I think uh, all the therapists, uh, you have to earn the the confidence of uh, of your patient, and I think which is not easy. That's never easy. That's all. Every patient is different. Every person is different. So that's always a new job, a new new play to start and to earn that uh, that confidence. But I think that's not only in my job, but that, that's in everybody's job. Uh, that's if you have an athlete, athlete, you have to earn the confidence of the coach. The coach has to earn the confidence of the of the the, the team. Uh, the coach has also to earn the confidence of the of the the committee and all that stuff. Uh, it's a lot about confidence. And I think the best uh, way to win confidence is about communication. So speaking, speaking with people, explaining uh, people what we'll do, how it works, and all that stuff. But it have to be scientific explication. In my job, in my job is clear that uh, the best argument is scientific argument. When do I need to come here? For example, uh, I'm gonna talk about myself. I've been playing more than 25 years, so I'm dealing with the pain pretty good. So even though sometimes I don't know, okay, I'm gonna put at a scale one out of 10. When the pain is going seven, I say, okay, it's time to go. But there are others that they don't know the scale of pain. They would say, okay, I'm feeling between four and eight, which, yeah. is, which is too much. Talking about number in that scale, when they will come, they, they should come here. Yeah, that's a good, 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 good question. I think that's not only an answer, but only about pain. Because sometimes you get some, some uh, bad injuries where you don't feel so much pain at the beginning, but there are other indications like a big, big, big swelling or a big in the inflammated knee, but the pain is handleable. But uh, I think that's not only the pain that indicates that you have to, to go and check. I think uh, always when you think that there's something wrong, always when you think that oof, that's that's not like not like it should be. I think it's better to go one time too much than wait too long and then go and start a therapy, because the the, the more early we start, often the more earlier we finished. Also, so so depends about professional. Um, uh, players, they got good stuff, good medical stuff. So after every practice, or if there's a small thing, then some professional can guide them and tell them, no, that's okay, we will handle it, we will do that and that stuff, but you continue your practice. Mm -hmm. For amateur people, I think they have to have a lot of confidence to their general physician uh, if they need some physiotherapy or go and check with the, the osteopath, uh, if they had an osteopath, uh, they don't need any prescription from uh, the doctors. I knew I, I know few athletes that they weigh too much, uh -huh. and then the damage was really serious that you guys couldn't do anything, and they yeah. had to go to the to the surgery. Yeah, exactly. So your advice would be? My advice is don't wait too long. If you if you feel that something is not like it should be, go and visit. It's better to be uh, that the, the GP or the the physiotherapist or the osteopath tell you don't worry that's okay we continue we'll handle 
the pain will go down, then it's okay. If the pain goes up, we have to meet again, and then waiting too long, and after it's too late, for sure. Claude, nowadays, uh, internet and all the facilities that internet is giving us, sometimes we are checking first Google, YouTube, or whatever, mm -hmm. and then uh, somebody is just talking, yeah, just do that and that and that and that. Those days when, uh, for example, myself, I was hearing about stretching. Mm -hmm. uh, no, you shouldn't stretch anymore because a stretch reduces the, the muscle, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I don't know who is the guy, but another say, yeah, you have to stretch every single day, two hours. Yeah. So <laughs> there are many people saying different stuff. What is your opinion about stretching? Yeah, internet is a big, 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 big source of information. But you, uh, we have to handle the information, and the stretching is really good, uh, good thing because, like you said, there are some people who tell you don't stretch at all because you lose some muscle strength. If you stretch, if you do passive stretching before practice or before a game, you lose a little bit of muscle strength. That's proven scientifically. Other people tell you to stretch all the time, and if to prevent uh, injuries, we have to stretch. The opinions are completely opposite because we have to handle every single situation. Like I told you also, uh, sports prevention starts with what, what kind of sport are you doing. If you're doing a sport where you need a lot of uh, amplitude, or a big range of motion, then it's interesting to do some stretching. So uh, I'll give you an example. If you, if you do some, uh, some ballet, if you're a dancer and you do some ballet, you need to have good mobilities. So these people are stretching a lot to get their mobilities. If you're doing another sport, like if you're doing some jogging, if you're doing some jogging, you don't need some big uh, amplitude of stretching, uh, of, uh, of joint amplitude. So you don't need to stretch before or after a jogging. After, I know that some people feel, feel better after stretching. So that's completely individual. So science tells us you have sport-specific, individual-specific. So if somebody is really not flexible, so maybe he has to stretch a little bit more to get more mobilities and prevent a few aches. But, and then there are other people who feel better after, uh, after stretching. Because I, I'm doing a lot of stretching because I feel more mobile, I feel better after stretching. But from scientific way, there's no proof that doing stretching is preventing uh, injuries. For me, uh, Claude, it's is important this. Now, for example, yesterday, I was watching a game in Italy. Yeah. This is one of the strongest uh, league Leagues, in the world. Yeah. How they warm up? They do a little run yep. and then they stretch. Passively. 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 Yeah, they oh. just go there and they stretch. And we are talking one of the biggest yeah. or the strongest yeah. league in the world. Yeah. At my school, my old school, because mm. I'm, I have a certain age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you have the yeah, same. Yeah, thank uh, you, thank you. That's really polite. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to talk about the number because it's not important. But no. uh, normally, I used to do the same. Yes, me just, too. I just changed it a few months or a few years ago. Yeah. That I am doing active uh, yeah. stretching. Yeah. And I saw also basketball, NBA, yeah. when they start to warm up, 
they do actively stretching. Ah, yeah. you've done, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because about, about, about basketball, I, I'm, um, I play volleyball, but I'm, um, I'm taking charge of um, a basketball team here in Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Pata. It's also mm -hmm. uh, well known here in Luxembourg. And I'm also, uh, I do all these preventing tests and functional tests. I do that uh, every, uh, before the seasons. I do it also during the seasons. And I'm also responsible for the preparation, uh, the, the, the physical preparation uh, of the players. And we are doing only before the game active stretching. Okay. Really active stretching, so uh, ballistic stretching is also well known, and that's why. And I also take a look what they are doing in NBA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why I was so uh, in Italy volleyball. They are doing passive stretching. That was um, a little bit. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I'm telling you when I saw the guys yeah. the, uh, stretching, they were around. 40 seconds to one minute in the same exercise, yeah, just same, stretching. Uh, yeah. So, and this is uh, this is in Brazil, this is in Poland, this is yeah. in Russia. Yeah, that's the school. Yeah, yeah. In basketball, we don't do any more like that. Okay, so we do really, really uh, active ballistic stretching. And if we do, if we hold a position, we don't hold it a long time. We hold it for five seconds and we do it with the contraction. Nice. And then we relax it. But if we do this contraction, relaxing, contraction, relaxing, that's often to gain also some range of motion. And in basketball, we do only active uh, stretching so I don't like that word, uh, word when we speak about preparation for a game we do it more ballistic movements where we, we, we throw the legs in front behind behind front and more and more often to warm it up and to warm also the joints up it's not only about speaking stretching the muscle but it's all, all about uh, range of motion of the joints so we do a few uh, really interesting exercises what I think but only active before the game. After the game, we do a cool down. So they have to, to take, they take their shoes off, but if you do it with the shoes, I don't care. And they, they run a few minutes around the, the court to cool down and also to, 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 to evacuate all this uh, substance, like to get them out of the muscles. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they, a few of them do some passive stretching after the game. But you do the passive stretching, those who are used and feel better after stretching, they are doing it or I force, well force, I don't force anybody, but I, I try to, with my arguments, to convince people who are not flexible enough to do their passive stretching after the games. And what, what is done most in professional uh, teams is they take uh, one spot during a week where they do only stretching. Okay, so stretching before the game, passive stretching before the game uh, is from scientific way not the most recommended to be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, there you are guys. Uh, uh, we are talking about stretching, which for me is an important topic. And basically Claude is saying before game, active stretching will be the best. I don't use the word stretching. Maybe you use active movement, active nice. range of movement. That's nice. It's maybe better, so that there will be no uh, misunderstandment about uh, this word stretching. That's good. Changing topic now. 
uh, for me. Yep. There is a, a little confusion between when I came here because everywhere I went, they told me, uh, yeah, you are having this pain, you go to the physio. And it was just physio. But here they say kine and they say osteo. Yes. So if here I don't know which one it is, can you explain me? This is this, this is this, and who are you? What are you making both of them, one of them? I, uh, I can tell you, I, I'm uh, done my physiotherapy and Louvain-la-Neuve after I do a few other stuff, then I've done my osteopathy. Now, at this moment, I only work as osteopath. So I don't take uh, in charge all the treatments of physiotherapy. I know what the physiotherapists are doing because I'm working with a lot of physiotherapists, but I don't take uh, any physiotherapy in charge. The big difference because kidney physiotherapist, that's the same word internationally, we call it physiotherapist. Here in Luxembourg and Belgium and France, we call kidney. That's, uh, you have the doctor, the GP is prescribing some physiotherapy. So he's uh, taking a look if there's no contraindication for that treatment. If he t and, and he thinks that with the diagnostic that he's done, that physiotherapy is, is good for you, then they will prescribe you physiotherapy, then you go to the physiotherapist, and uh, physiotherapy is taken in charge by CNS, okay? Osteopathy, you don't need any prescription of, uh, from the GP. So also when we, when we are formed in osteopathy, we have some other courses which tell the little, goes maybe a little bit wider. So at the beginning, when I see a patient, I have to, to, uh, to check it if there is no contraindication of my treatment. If it's good for him to come to me or it's maybe better to go to the GP to check other stuff out. That's the first big difference. And then the second big difference is that osteopathy I only work passively, so I don't do any prevention of sports injury. Yes, I do prevention of sports injury with my tests and with my communication, but I don't do uh, exercises or reinforcement and all that stuff. I don't do that. That's really the active part of physiotherapy. And that's also a big, big difference. I think that's the biggest difference. that. Physiotherapy, you work actively, you're strengthening your muscles, you're doing some stretching, you're doing a lot of stuff, you're doing some proprioception, you're doing stabilization, and osteopathy, that's where you, the osteopath is working. So I do uh, joint manipulation, I, I work with the acupuncture needle, I do some dry needling, I relax muscles with my thumbs, I give some mobility, and uh, I only use passive uh, treatment. Uh, this is Juan Carlos Blanco talking to you guys. Uh, I'm here with Tom Claude. This is my favorite episode, I would say, because we are talking uh, a lot about uh, important topic that everyone should know. Uh, we have a, a saying in Venezuela, my country, that you go to the doctor just when you need to. Yeah. But the, the, the right way is you should go check yourself before things happen so your advice will be in that specific case because if I'm just working in my computer and having a, a normal job should I need to come here once per year twice per year or not at all if I don't feel any pain should I come or not that's a really good really good question I think that uh, we're going more and more, we're speaking more and more about prevention in, in medicine 
And I think that's a good way to go and handle. Nowadays, uh, only the vaccines, we don't do any prevention in, in, in medicine. We, we do more uh, curative, in, in, it's called in, in French, I don't know it in English, uh, medicine. And I hope that in a few years, that uh, CNS, but also the, 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 the whole mentality will change and people can go to the physiotherapists and then the physiotherapist is telling them how to do their exercise. I hope that will come one day. Now, to see the osteopath, I think, like I told you, osteopathy for me cannot be some prevention. So I only see people if they have some pain. Or, like I told you, when I have a sportsman, but he has, he has not to be professional. He has to only be his interest in what he's doing. He wants to know his, his weakest points and all that stuff. That this profiling, that uh, where I'm really, really, really also interested, and I think that's my way of doing prevention. But with passive treatment, there are no scientific studies that are showing that passive treatment is uh, preventing injuries. So pre injury prevention is clearly active, active, and I think that's a big, big, big message, and I, I think we repeated it often. Claude, if I don't know where I could find you, could you? Please explain me where I could go and see you. Okay, well, I don't. I only take in 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 charge people who are nice. <laughs> so the first way is <laughs> you have to ask your friends if you're really nice. If you're nice, then you can find me. Otherwise, not. <laughs> no, otherwise I, I, I'm not joinable. And my phone is, is, is so. No, no, I take in charge everyone, so there's no problem at all, but uh, well, it's easier for me if you're nice, then it, it's, it's relaxed. So if you need some information about me, I, we got uh, um, a website, it's uh, www.oks.lu, OKS, that's Osteopathy Kine Sport. And we have uh, two, uh, two offices, two clinics, I don't know how it's called, two cabinets. Mm -hmm. One in Merle and uh, one uh, in Bertrange. Okay. It's important for you to know, guys, that if you speak French, if you speak German, English, what else, Dutch, uh, all of those languages, he will help you out because he's uh, prepared to, to train you in any language that you speak. Even if you speak Spanish, uh, there's a, a girl who is working with you yes, and yes. she's helping with the Spanish. Yeah. So he's ready for, for everything. Uh, Claude, at the end of this conversation, a general advice for the athletes, I would say now. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, athletes are uh, going in this system that they're stopping, they're playing, they don't know when to play, they, they have many... Uh, questions around so physically it affects yeah it affects because uh, they are doing a program they stop then when they go they go so fast because they want to to do it as, as fast as possible to achieve the level so your advice will be because you know what is happening for me the most important season during a, yeah during a, a, a season is the pre-season Sure. If you don't do a, a really good preseason, injuries are going to be yeah. next door. Yeah. So now it's not a normal season. It's going to be a season that already has the preseason, but you have to stop. And now I consider this one between November, December, is a preseason because 
in January, talking about Luxembourg, yeah. he could start again over. So your advice will be? Stay active, that's all. Eh? It's like you said, uh, also in professional sports, we don't do any breaks anymore. Eh? Breaks, they are where you lose your performance and where, where, when you start, after you break, you're the most at risk. So nowadays, every, every professional uh, sportsman, they continue during the whole year. They change the intensity. And that's the most important. And I think that uh, preparateur physique, physical coaches and all that stuff, they got a big, 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 big uh, role to play there to handle with their intensities, to, to put up, to get the, the entire season without having too much fatigue, without and having the performance at the really, really, really big spot. That's a big, big, big issue where I'm not specialized in. But I think uh, now the season is, uh, is a little bit cutted. Stay active, stay active, do your fitness, do, do your regular fitness. Try to, to get your, 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 you have to stay fitness. And to prevent injuries, you have to do your strengthening. You have to do a little bit your mobility exercise, but you have to stay active. That's a big, a big advice, uh, Claude, because here, uh, mostly all the players they just want to play but they don't think how important is the fitness how important is the weight room yeah. how important is to to keep all your muscles active yeah so what you're saying is, is just perfect for all of them because even if you go just uh, people here they're thinking when I go to the weight room I have to be from from one hour and a half no and it's not about no. that anymore they don't understand but I'm going myself three, four times, yeah. and it lasts 40 minutes yeah, yeah. with warm-up and, and cool-down. Yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. And they are telling me, like, why? Why are you doing that? And man, I'm, I'm, my, I'm my age, I'm, I'm pretty, in pretty well conditioned. Yeah. I have to say it to myself, you know, you yeah. should say, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you about that. You're but welcome. Uh, the point is, there are many that they don't know how important it is. Yeah, it's really important, but it's also important to know the way how to do it. And that's a big, 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 big education lack where, where all, I think all the therapists, not, and not only speak about physiotherapists, but all the coaches, we have to, to give them advices how to do the exercise correctly and to give them programs to do it. And uh, you don't need to go to weight room. You can do it at, at home before you shower. Uh, you, you do uh, five, ten minutes every day before you shower. Only, but I don't speak about yet big athletes. Uh, that it's not enough, five, ten minutes. But only a core exercise with somebody who has a lot of chronic back pain. Uh, I tell people to do the exercise before their, their shower. It takes five, ten minutes, not more. But you have to do it regularly, 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 regularly. The point will be for those people who shower every two days. Yes, uh, yes. They they, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was a, a, a big pleasure. Thank you for, for your time. I know no, you, thank are, you. you are pretty busy and thank you for this. I think uh, this episode will help many people. And I hope so. And if you have any injury, if you have anything to, to ask, don't, don't hesitate. He's, he will be there. You know his website. Yes. And thank you one more time, Claude. Yes, thank you. Thanks to you. Bye bye.